Hiya! Welcome to Sniper's Rest. Sniper's Rest is the last best rest stop in the here and there. The place between where you are coming from and where you are going. I am Sniper Shadow and I reside here in Sniper's Rest as a guide and custodian to those who pass through here. I do visit the worlds within the multiverse often, but I am always here to guide and care for the travellers such as yourself that pass through the here and there. Oh my friend, you look positively exhausted. What brings you to the here and there at such a late hour? Ah, I see. You're looking for a dream. Of course. Well, luckily, I have just the thing. I have a book here. It was given to me by a most unusual chap. Exuded an almost magical air. Every time I open it, there is a different story to be told. Amazing, isn't it? Well, my friend, please find a spot that is comfortable for you. Acquire a cosy blanket and some water. Close your eyes and allow me to bring you a dream. The wind carried on it a metallic air, hot and dry. It clung to the skin, the sand from the dusty ground, scratching and biting the arms of the merchant. They steadily dragged the old and bent wagon from the shack to the ancient shipping container at the side of the long and winding road. They bent, knees creaking, to unlock the container door. One door escaped, swinging wildly in the wind. The merchant cursed, gripping it tightly and wrenching it back into place. Lifting the wagon, they set it inside, stepping into the container to close the door behind them. A scuttling noise made them pause, noticing a large brown insect darting towards the container. The merchant chuckled. Reggie, they called to the large mutated cockroach. Get in here, or you're blown all the way to Underworld. Reggie admitted a grateful squeak, and he crawled inside, shaking the sand out of his wings and all over the floor. The merchant sighed at the mess, smiling as they scooped up the bug and placed him on their shoulder. Thought I told you to stay inside today. Too windy for you. Reggie made a clicking sound and rubbed a feeler across the side of the merchant's face. They chuckled. You big wuss. You didn't want to be alone, huh? Well, I suppose we better sort through this stock and get it written down in the ledger. Folks will be starting to come by shortly. The shop, Wasteland Wares, was closed every Saturday and Sunday, so the merchant could wander the wastes, scabbing what they could to sell at their shop. Wasteland Wares was conveniently located exactly almost to the foot between town and the ruins. Too far to go back, and just far enough from the ruins to be a pain if you ran out of something important, like water, for example. The merchant was clever that way, using their locale to their advantage.
they began to sort their most recent acquisitions, humming along to the only radio station they had out here. After some time, the side of the container was hit very deliberately three times. The merchant sighed. Only one person they knew did that. They opened the hatch in the side of the container and looked down. Nodding at the new arrival, they sniffed, clearing the dust from their nose. Bob, they stated amicably. Digit, how's it going? Bob was an older man. Gray dusted his dark locks, and he smiled up at the merchant as he pushed the goggles up onto his forehead and pulled his mask down around his neck. I'm still alive, which in this day and age is surely a sign I'm tougher than your average town-dwelling waster. Bob chuckled heartily. The green of his eyes stood out starkly in his gnarled and weathered face. You bind today? Digit fixed him with an unimpressed look. Depends on what you're selling, Bob, and whether it's a hunk of junk or not. Bob feigned an almost innocent look. I'm hurt, Digit. Really. I'll be sure to take a good hard look at myself in the mirror there, Bob. The merchant replied in a bored tone. What you got for me? After some time bargaining, Bob walked away with a new coat, and Digit was the proud owner of a box of miscellaneous parts and an unusual-looking eight-ball. Bob insisted was a good luck charm. Perhaps they could sell it to someone who looked for the weird wasteland items. Time crawled by as folks came and went. They would buy and sell, often offering trades that were either lucrative or terrible. Digit heated a can of beans and offered Reggie his favourite, a chocolate snack cake for lunch. The merchant was pulling apart a combat shotgun that had seen better days when a voice called out, Um, hello? Digit stuck their head out of the window of the shop. Welcome to Wasteland Wares, kid. What can I do for you? The tiny thing looked no more than 17 years old, and she was wearing a jumpsuit, with one measly piece of armor strapped to her left thigh. Um, yes, uh, hello. I, uh, I need a gun and some ammo. If you have it, please. Digit leaned further out of the window, fixing her with a hard stare. You tradin' or buyin'? The girl pulled a backpack off her back. I collected some things on my way here. I, I hope it's enough to trade for a gun. You, you, you can have it all. I, I just... I need to find someone, and I have to protect myself. The merchant sighed, gesturing for her to hand them the backpack. Rummaging through, the merchant looked at the girl. 
You ain't from around here. Where'd you come from? Northeast of town, she replied, gesturing behind her vaguely. Digit crossed their arms, leaning out the window slightly. The dusty breeze whipped some stray hair across their face. They shelter you, teach you nothing about survival, then toss you out on your ass if you question anything. Sound about right? The girl smiled ruefully. Give or take a few details, that's about the gist of it, yeah. That's why they call me Digit. Many, many years ago, I came from northeast of town, too. You... you did? Yeah, I did. The merchant gestured to the backpack. You realize almost all what's in that backpack you're gonna need to survive, right? I'll find more. I need a gun. Please. A gun won't heal your wounds. They placed the first aid on the small counter. A gun won't get rid of whatever ailments you got. They placed a bottle of pills down. A gun won't give you water. They placed a bottle of water down. And a gun won't feed you. They placed down a canned meal. Kid, you'll get halfway to the ruins and die from sheer stupidity, all because you need a gun. Look, are you going to trade me for a gun or not? The flames of anger flickered in the girl's eyes. Digit was most certainly not going to trade this kid for a gun. They knew that whatever the waste held, this kid would survive none of it without the supplies they had. The girl's face turned somber as the merchant packed everything back into the backpack calmly. They handed it to the girl without comment, then placed a 9mm on the counter. Please tell me you know how to shoot. Yes. They taught us that, at least. Good. Digit reached to the left, pushing a sleeping Reggie out of the way with some boxes of ammo. Reggie squeaked loudly in protest. Ah, be quiet, Reggie. You know you're in the way. The merchant placed down two boxes of ammo on the counter. One nine millimeter and two boxes of ammo. But I, I can't pay you. <sighs> no charge. The girl's eyes widened. Uh, are you sure? Digit raised a hand, silently asking for her to listen. Tell no one. I ain't a charity. Every time you come through here, you stop. You buy, you sell, you trade. That's all I ask. Clear? The girl nodded. Crystal. What's your name, girl? Back home, they called me Wrench. Maintenance? Digit chuckled. Yeah. The girl shared the chuckle. Well, I'll be seeing you, Miss Wrench. Digit handed her the gun 
and the ammo. Oh, and take this. She held out the eight ball. An eight ball? The merchant shrugged. Bob said something about it being good luck or whatever. Figure you probably need it more than me and Reggie here. Wrench smiled, tucking it into her backpack. Thank you. Digit watched her slowly disappear down the road, the wind hazing her departure with a fine red dust like some old western film. They sighed. Damn, Reggie. I hope that girl's a fast learner, or we ain't gonna see her again. Life for Digit was simple and predictable. People came and went. They scavenged every week, acquiring new items for the store. Life stuttered on like an old engine, chugging reliably forwards. This current day was unremarkable. They'd served a few folk, coming in from different directions, all making their way to wherever it was they were going. The merchant was contemplating lunch when they spied a familiar face. They saluted out of the shop window. Afternoon, Quinn. You passing through or stopping for a spell? Quinn groaned as he shrugged out of the large pack on his back and sat wearily on half an old oil drum at the front of the shop. Its other half sat opposite with a two-drawer filing cabinet serving as a table between them. Digit exited the shop with Reggie seated firmly on their shoulder. They flopped onto the other oil drum and grinned at Quinn. Your old legs getting the better you again, huh? Quinn flipped them the bird, rummaging round in the pack next to him. How's it going, kid? Quinn asked, taking a deep drink from the water he'd managed to find. The man was much older than anyone surviving out here had any sense to be, so he was still the only one that could get away with that nickname, as far as Digit was concerned. Still here, still kicking, Quinn. How about yourself? Knees are still killing me, and it's looking like rain to the east, which will put all sorts of banners in my day. But I still got half my skin, my mind, and my work. Not bad for being... What did you call me last time I was here? Old as time. Digit chuckled. Fancy some lunch, old man time? Someone brought through some meat earlier, fresh off of a keel. Quinn's face lit up. Hell yeah, kid. I tell you what, I'll even share the cake Aunt Katie so generously gifted me. The merchant's brow raised into their hairline. Cake? I swear to the heavens, Quinn. That woman done got a soft spot for you. You're full of it, kid. Should ask her on a date, Quinn. Digit replied, setting alight the fire they used for cooking and skewering the meat 
they collected from inside carefully. And before you say you're too old, you ain't. Ah. Quinn waved his hand at the merchant, dismissing the idea swiftly. How much gossip you hear from folks what come through? Digit shrugged. Enough. Why? You heard about the kid? Work kid. The one that came from, well, where you did all them years ago. Yeah, I heard. Met her, in fact. Gave her a gun. Came through wandering about with nothing but that stupid jumpsuit and a backpack. Foolish thing. Quinn scratched idly at the side of his face. Why ain't I surprised? You're making a habit of helping folks you need now, Digit. The merchant snorted loudly. Stuff you. Don't you go telling Bob I gave something away for nothing. I'll never hear the bloody end of it. Quinn laughed. Don't worry, kid. Your hero complex is safe with me. Bah! The merchant stated in a somewhat cranky tone. Then they tossed a stick in Quinn's direction, playfully. Standing up, they retrieved the meat from over the fire and handed Quinn a skewer. Digit bit into the meat and grinned. Life wasn't easy, but there were these little moments in time, these snippets of existence, when they were in the presence of good folk and decent food, that made it all seem just grand. That concludes our tale, my friend. Please return here whenever you need a dream. Wherever you've come from and wherever you're going, thank you for spending some time here with us at Sniper's Rest. Remember to take care of yourself be kind to others, hydrate, take a moment to look out into the world and marvel at how incredible it all is, how incredible you are, friend. Until next time, please take care on your way.